Hey kids, what time is it? It's kind of like watching TV, but you know, in your car. I can't do a whole hour. We can do this. Well, we got. I got you a whole hour. No, no, we can't do this. Oh yeah, we're gonna do a whole hour, bud. <laughs> are we? Are we? Are we on the air? <laughs> Gosh, guys. He can't do a whole hour God, my no, ass. Man, I'm a busy, I'm a mover and a shaker, guys. Well, uh, yeah, guys we can, all know that. We all and, know that. You guys can sit in here and touch each other for an hour. Oh, yeah. I got things he to got, do. Whoa, go do wait a minute. I got things to do. He's We're socially guy. distanced from each other, I, by the way. I they have call, a feeling you and I are Thursday not. They call him Thursday Busy Jay. You and I are not. Well, distance, it's Third because of you. You keep, moving, you keep moving closer to me. You're like the earth and I'm like the moon. You are magnet. Like a poem. You're magnet. I'm romantic. Poems I'm so romantic this morning. Oh You're magnet. I'm steel. What okay. are we doing? Who does picked anybody, this one anyway? Is this, is this Joe's pick this, week this, this week, was, or did Joe get this, did Joe just was, get burned again? This was really when we came down the last time. We were like, so it's Joe's turn. He's like, uh, I don't, I don't know. So we're like, well, I, what about I'll be gone in the dark? He's like, okay, well, I'll do that. No, I said Civil War, and you guys didn't want to oh, watch yeah, it. Oh, yeah, because we don't want to watch 50 million hours of Civil War documentary. We don't have time for that. It's get, I was watching the new one last night, and I was like, God, this is going to get tough, especially if someone comes in here with like a heavy hit or like baseball or Civil War. Well, this, from, that Civil War one that... I it's mean, incredible. Don't get me have, wrong. Well, they didn't even have movie cameras back then. What are we watching? <laughs> God. So our subject of this week's Dark Side of the Stream is the uh, documentary on HBO, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Based off of the book by the late Michelle McNamara about the serial killer, the East Area Rapist. Real quick, when you watch documentary, I'll ask both of you first. What is what is something you look for? or something you want to like you you want to get out? A great of it? story, something to grab me. You, Joe? I I would agree with that one hundred percent. I like see, I like, something that surprises you too. Yes, I like when there's a. I like it because usually some of these most of these documentaries that I watch. The tale is so unbelievable. If you wrote it, somebody go, oh, no, that, that would never yeah. happen. But these things really happen. And then there's a twist. Like, what? So that's what I look for uh, in these. Do you feel like you had a twist in I this one? I feel like this one, two things. I was a little bit let down by this documentary. Okay. Just because I was familiar with the story, uh-huh. which a lot of times I don't, I, I don't like to know Probably what I'm going to watch. Probably because I've been throwing it in your face Well, no, but also years. because I kind of knew... How it was gonna play out? So there wasn't a twist. If I yeah. would have, if I would have watched this without knowing the story, I might have got a little bit better out of it. But I also thought they could have done a better job on this documentary. You think so? Yeah. What, you, what about you? I think the true the true story is better than the than documentary. the way they produced it. Yeah. Okay. I uh, totally high school book reported this. I read the first chapter and watched the last chapter. I didn't watch anything in between. Yeah, well, the last episode is the best episode out of the series. And if, that, if that's true, then then I'm going to... You really didn't miss uh, it. I'm just going to go that it's not that great. Right. But the umbrella of the story is amazing. It is oh, an amazing yeah. story. I mean, it's an incredible story. This cold story. case, this girl devotes her life to writing about this cold case. They reopen, find clues, and anyway, they end up catching... Spoiler alert! They end up catching. They got the, the guy um, and, years uh, later. Yeah. All right. Well. And do you? Th- how, I mean, how much do you think? I know that you, Mike was very passionate yesterday about. Oh yeah, I'll get into not that. giving her too much credit. Well, no, I I'll give, I'll give credit where credit's due, and she definitely deserves and the, a lot of credit. The fact she died before that it was did, all, done, and before all that he was stuff. caught, and the book was released. Yeah. That's just like what. Yeah. That's crazy. There's, there's a lot to this story, and uh, definitely we'll tell you my opinions next. Dark Side of the Stream on 104.7 The it's Cave. A, an opinion. Mike, the intern, Joe Weston, Jay Stevens back in the studio. Today it is our next episode of Dark Side of the Stream where we take a documentary. We'll tell you one that you need to watch at the end of the episode. Watch it so we can all discuss it together, or at least you can listen so you to don't us get talk spoiler about it. alerts. 
So we felt we found out how uh, Joe and Jay felt about the documentary. I, I, this, I wanted it to be good. I really did, man, because the story's amazing. This one's very personal for Wait me. Wait a minute. Let me say this really quickly, too, is you should put a post on Facebook. What did you think about the documentary? And then Ooh. we can have people continue the discussion with us. This Joe, is how Joe is on Facebook. Thinker. He's the idea Why man. is the oldest yeah. guy in the room the social media I, master? I don't know. I'm not the so, you're the social media master. Well, well that's with just low-hanging fruit post, but yes. Oh, as far as discussions go. Just because I win the, the Joe, social media he, post he, every he, week. He's like the reigning champion champion by for by miles um but wait this is supposed to be a whole segment of mike's opinion no no no, well get ready it's coming right now trust me it's coming this is a very very personal personal story for me because years and years and years and years ago and it was probably from unsolved mysteries i was re-watching an episode and i they had started in the late 90s and early 2000s to bring dna and i think that's when they did the episode about at the time they called him the east area rapist golden state killer really was something that michelle mcnamara kind of coined when they reopen this later on but i watch this episode and i start thinking to myself holy crap this one guy 40 rapes 12 11 12 murders how the hell over have the they, course how, of how, years and yeah, years from the mid to late 70s through the 80s he keeps calling his victims and they don't know who he is yeah. of all the technology yeah. we've got we don't know who he is so if anyone would come up to me and we'd start talking about true crime i'd say have you ever heard about the ear and most of the time everyone would say no and this is people that knew a lot about true crime so for years i was into this guy big time well before anyone had ever heard of michelle mcnamara and it's not because it's not one of those things where i'm sitting there going you know I was into it way before it got big. No, 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 no. I think what Michelle McNamara did was very, very important. It got this case thrown back into the limelight. It got detectives and people more interested in it. And there was a push to get it solved. And inevitably, it did get solved. But when you give her that much amount of credit, you're discrediting all the other people that she learned from, the people that helped her work on this thing, the people that were on the internet solving stuff. Yes, she had connections, but you know what? We're not all married to an actor who can allow us to live a lifestyle where we can have an Annie look after our kids, where we can stay up all night researching stuff, where we can use those connections to get the police to give us the records we want. We can't do that. And then on top of the fact, and I know this is going to be a touchy subject for some, I don't know how in the hell Patton could have lived with someone who's literally taking amphetamines all day and then taking downers at night every single day to do the research for this book. Now, it may have affected her bad and it may have put her in a bad place because she was scared to death of this thing happening to her. But at the same time, I don't know how he could have lived with someone going through that kind of drug abuse. You guys... the, the, the thing that I... I tell myself the same thing. How can you live with someone and not know that they're doing on on drugs like this but you look at the text messages that they show in the documentary he's just kissing her ass brown yes honey what oh yeah okay supportive yeah but not no but but like over the top like you could just tell that she ran the show and oh yeah of course there's but also he was able to do his life without any problems from her and that kind of is the way that compromise works comedy and stuff like that let's Let's say a couple things. I want to say a couple things here. First of all, the heroes of this story, there's, I, I believe there's two, and the first and the biggest are the survivors. Uh, the oh, pe- the people that survived this, and I thought that, that they did a, a really good job of, of showing these people that are survivors, and, and the, a couple of women specifically said, he tried to ruin our lives, and he didn't. And now his life is ruined. And right. and I thought that that was amazing. They got That's closure. Power. They got That's closure power. at the, the end. The other hero in this is Pat Oswalt because he Hero. finished the work that 
Michelle McNamara started. Him and Paul, the and guy he, and, he was, and he knew that it was her passion and he wanted to finish it. One of the things that was disconcerting to me about this whole story that I didn't know that much about was that he quickly remarried. I mean, within a couple of years, remarried somebody else. And after I did a little research last night and did a little reading, I think Michelle McNamara had mentally left him quite a while before this she, all happened before she died. She had mentally left him and his child. Yeah. And I like think it. that he is a brave man to finish what finish her work, carry on her legacy, do that. But I could see that he was a man that maybe he's ready to go on with his life and have somebody in his life that mm. was part of it. But I just feel like that when I read a little more about it, that the documentary romanticized her doggedness when actually she had shut out the, it pe was, the people which, very toxic. which also makes very. sense of how you wouldn't know or care if somebody was having a drug problem That's, you that, know the, if I you're tuned out have, and you're basically come on to something you're here, tuned out and you're tuned out so much where basically yeah you kind of live together yeah you raise a kid together but that's that's all it is which is a very common that scenario. happens very common situation and uh, that's kind of like the partnership we're in here dark side of the stream continues next on 104.7 the cave the three-way is good. Like three-way. Are like, we still talking about our we're, partnership? Well, we're, we're we're like a three-way, but three-way is a good dynamic. Four-way gets a little more complex. You got too we're, much, too many, too many cooks in the kitchen. We're like the human caterpillar. Oh, uh, you, we're we're a three-way stand-up. And table. we're already on the air once we're, again. Yeah, they, the, get, they get the most random conversations three, when when Mike hits the button without telling us. Three-way. That's why I like being in. We control. need to fix we're, that light that tells us we're on the air. We're the human caterpillar of radio. I was told taught a long time ago by the guy who taught me how to be a sound engineer was live on that record button because all the times that you don't hit That's it you you're gonna magic. want that back and yeah, i was yeah. like yeah, i wish i, I had a record it. button on my oh. entire life then you'd see the <laughs> truth you <ways>. i know <laughs> i don't know if i want to see that four ways five ways i do i want you to write a book there's I, I, two I, people that i know that i want to write a book you and and my i buddy really Michael want Benson. to because i've got tons of crazy stories and i don't want to a start to forget them b when i die i would like for people to read and go Wow, he was way more crazy than we thought. You and know? what would that doc, what would that book be called? I'll be gone in the dark. Joe, I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> Look at me in the light. <laughs> he was a man of the people, is what uh, my bass player <laughs> said. He's gonna say at my eulogy, so he doesn't get anybody in trouble. He's just gonna go. He was a man of Ma the people. Man of the people. <laughs> All right. Well, we are discussing "I'll Be Gone in the Dark," the six-part documentary series that we watched on HBO, based off six the book. parts. Six parts. Yeah. yeah six, six parts? Six it, was, it was an easy watch. It was drawn, it was drawn out. Yeah. I, it didn't need to be six episodes. Too long. And like I said, and I don't want to do this now because the, the last part of the episode, if you guys are watching this at home, you need to get through it. But really, the payoff is that last episode. And we'll get to that in the last part of this episode. But before we do that, the book itself is good. Um, it's, it, it's a weird combination of the East Area Rapist story and the investigation kind of muddled with Ma Michelle McNamara's story and her search to find out what was going on, um, her involvement. Um, it's it's not a bad read. Uh, if you really, really want to learn about the Stereo Rapist investigation, one of the sheriffs from the Sacramento Sheriff's Department wrote a book years ago, and it's massive. It reads just like a police report, so it's not, don't don't expect it to be flashy like and, novel, and gripping. Right? It literally is like reading police reports. But you get a lot of insight into how the investigation was done, how behind they were as far as communications because in well, some that's cases why, what, what went wrong like 
how could it not get ser- uh, solved all those years and then all of a sudden this girl digs up more stuff and kind of gets he was gets first people. luck he was extremely lucky yeah um two he did not fit the traditional profile of a serial rapist and killer most of the time and that he's the exception but most of the time Serial killers and rapists, they escalate and they escalate that. And he did that because at first it started with break ins. Then it started with stealing stuff. Then it started with, you know, peeping in windows. Then it got up to assaults and then it led to murder. Most serial killers don't stop. He did for years. It becomes evident why he did it in the right. last episode of why yeah, he stopped and those breaks came. Was very but curious. we don't know that. And we didn't know that. But it always goes back to my my theory on these things go the simplest answer usually is the answer. And in this case, the fact that the guy was literally living in the same area this whole time, that was the simplest answer. And the fact that he ended up being a former police officer makes it even more scary. Right. But he was literally right there in front of him. Now, when they had him knocked as a suspect and they wrote him down, guess what was lacking from Michelle McNamara's list of all the suspects she thought it was? Mm. His name. She had no idea. Not mentioned once. So that's the crazy thing about all this. Yes, what she did was important and it got more notoriety and it got people back into this thing and they did the reverse DNA search and they found this jerk after all these years. But the crazy thing is that all that work she did, she wasn't even looking in the right place, which goes to show that even the detectives had no idea. At one point, didn't she say that she would think that he had a law enforcement Could have been a law enforcement, could have been a Um, veteran. Now, and whose idea was the DNA reverse check? Wasn't that her idea, though? It was everyone's. I mean, she brought it up, too, but it it was always on the mind of law enforcement. It was just technology was kind of headed that way. As far, I mean, the the cold case file detective who kind of started this DNA thing in the early 2000s, who worked with her and who became good friends with her, he was at the forefront. That one good-looking dude? Yeah, good-looking Oh yeah. man, he was a great looking guy. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't mind being booked by that guy. Yeah, young guy retired. <laughs> I wouldn't mind being searched. I just like making Joe laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it could have been anybody. And it's just like, you don't want to be the one to say, well, it was her idea. Well, it could have been, but it, I think it was a combined effort. And again, as these things work and you see these internet detectives working on forums and unsolved mystery forums right, and it's all a this cool stuff. World. In fact, Flash that used to work for us, she was deep in that scene. She, oh, would, yeah. she would go to those websites, she would listen to those podcasts and stuff. And I'd hear her. Listen to weird, weird stuff all the time. Like, let me that, ask you know? this, uh, both of you: What if Michelle McNamara had survived? She hadn't died tragically. Do you think one she'd be disappointed with this guy because he's a pathetic old man? Is what he is. I no, mean, she knew that in that final letter. She, she knew. Wrote, which she that final felt letter like thing if he is was pretty alive. good. The letter to yeah. an old man. That's what an old man. Yeah, yeah, of course. And what do you think her life would be like now? Because her obsession would be... I think she'd move on to the next one. How do you close one. that door? Move on I don't know. Hopefully one. she would have got some help for her addiction problems. Because let me tell you, and this is a little disclaimer for all you kids out there. Um, I can pe- speak from personal experience. The last thing you want to do is take a bunch of uppers all day. And at the end of the day, take a downer. Because that has killed so Recipe many different people. Pe- it yeah. will literally kill you. And if you get to a point in your life where you feel like that's going to keep you going... You need help. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's drink, pills, smoking, whatever it is. Not a good combo. I'm not talking about medication that you need to survive. We're not talking about recreational drugs. Mood stuff or or cholesterol medicine. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about amphetamines and benzos to make you equal out. There is an issue there. Yeah. And that, that can't be argued. 
and Not a good plan. It just, it, it's a recipe for disaster. How the hell has she got a doctor to prescribe that stuff? Who knows? Oh, it's Hollywood. You can get a doctor to prescribe anything. Yeah, really? you can really yes, get you anything. Can. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of us in this room knows that. Yeah, probably. Uh, oh, oh, hey. oh, 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 we all start looking at each other. Oh, on that note, all right. It turned into Reservoir Exciting conclusion on the way next. Yes, 104.7 The Cave. Well, he was in love at, with Alan McGraw. At the time, Stephen Queen was like the dude. The Stephen man. Queen is still the dude. The dude. Dead. But he's, and he's one McQueen, of the dudes. Stephen McQueen is still the dude. There are a lot of dudes. What do you Clint think Eastwood, what do you, what do you Clint Eastwood is my dude. Uh-huh. Eh. Come on. Well, I think of Stephen McQueen. Good name. <laughs> Have you ever seen, you know, no cool Stephen McQueen? Uh, card, card driver guy. Card, movies, card guy? Something like ah. that. Yeah. You know, he's a man's man. Clint Eastwood, Eastwood, I know who that okay. is. Yes. You say, so your dude is Stephen McQueen? Stephen McQueen, yeah. I think Clint Eastwood for me. For what do we got? What are just we talking about? Just the dude. About? The dude. Just who's yeah, the dude? Yeah, John Wayne. Uh, pick pick who you bon want. Bon Jovi, right? Bon, no, we'll do. We'll save no, film. We'll save film. We'll film. film. Who's the dude in film? Yeah. Oh man, like the man. You're man. man. Oh, yeah. Gosh, guys. You look like a Bruce Willis guy to me. <laughs> God, no. He likes some. Ba- he likes some bald and clean shaven. No, who's the man? Ah, uh, Roger Moore. Whoa. You know who that guy is? The Bond. Oh Roger Moore is even the yeah, best Bond. Roger you know, Moore, oh my best God. Bond. We're going to do it. That's for another episode. Oh, oh my man. gosh. You know, what they the used hell? to stunt double during the that? walking scenes for Jeez Roger Moore. <laughs> Opinions, everyone's got them. So we are discussing uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark today. Uh, dark Side of the Stream. Dark Side of the Stream. Uh, we've kind of gone through the conclusion. conclusion. Now, as as I mentioned, and, and Joe kind of alluded to at the beginning, he, he did the high school report beginning and end on this. And, you know, it was six weeks of episodes. And all this time, the investigation for the Easter Rapist, Gold State Killer, whatever you want to call him, there were two things that I was very, very interested in finding out. In some of the reports, the victim said that this guy would like be in the corner crying out the name Bonnie. Yeah, yeah, Who the that hell was a was clue, Bonnie? right? That right. In all these years, I didn't know. Investigators didn't know because yeah. how many Bonnies are out there, right? It was just a needle in a haystack. Episode six starts out with a woman talking about a relationship she had when she was in high school with a guy who was a little on the edge, and. At this, at a certain point, she felt like it wasn't. He, I guess he'd asked her to marry him, and she was kind of like, "I don't know. I'm in high, you know, high yeah. school." But this was like, you know, 50s, 60s, whatever. And I think at one point she kind of just tried to break it off. She said one night she wakes up, the yeah. gun in her face, and the guy says, "Get in the car. We're going to Reno." Yeah, we're gonna get married. And she's like, "Oh my god!" She runs back into the house, yells for her dad. Dad says, "Hold on, go in the bathroom. Don't leave till I get you." Right. He's gone for two hours, comes back, and says, go to your room. Doesn't say a word about what they talk about. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Bonnie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, he wanted to cheat off some of her tests, and she did not feel right about it. And he got really adamant about it. And that was the point when she said, you know, this is kind of toxic, and I don't think that this smart girl should move forward. But that woman's not to be blamed for the choices that this man made. I mean, there's, there's several not. things he that just, happened in this man. There's several weird. things that happened in this man's life. I mean, he watched when he was young, he watched his sister being raped. Yeah. That, that and, whole story was incredible. And, and that story is incredible. But when you meet the family, and that's the thing about this too, is, I mean, there are a lot, the, obviously his victims, 
But then you got his family who, I mean, they're they're victims in their own right because all yes. of them were sitting there going, He's a, uncle, we had no man, idea. Uncle he was the coolest every... uncle. We would have never guessed, and then, except for the one nephew who said, Back in these, uh, back when this was going on, I have a vivid memory as a child of waking up yes. to a guy in my room with a ski mask on, and I look, and it's Uncle Joe, and he goes, "Go back to sleep." And all these years later, I'm sitting here thinking I could have stopped this if I would have known. But how would he have known? Yeah. And he was using their house as kind of a safe uh, I, haven, and they were right there oh, in the man, middle of it. I know, yeah. dude. That, that was part the of other, the super creepy. You know? The other thing that was unbelievable was there was a break. It was like 81 to 86, where there's no attacks. Right, and it was. We were always like, well, "What happened? Did he go overseas? Did he get arrested?" Right. Well, if he was in the system, they'd have his DNA. They'd know, but he wasn't. What had happened was, I guess there was a distant relative that had a little right? girl that something had happened with, and they basically said, "Can you take her on and live with? Can he? Can she live with you?" And she was on camera and saying, "I had no idea." And guess when she was living with him? Eighty-one to when eighty-six. Stopped. When this stopped, and so while he was crazy. still calling the victims, there's a victim call where you can hear a girl talking in the background, and all of us thought that it heard it a million times that it was TV or something. That was the girl in the background. Yeah. And that just, I mean, goosebumps Crazy. because you're just yeah. like, holy, this stuff is right in front of us yeah. the whole time. Crazy stuff. It's a great, it's an amazing story. Oh, man. Uh, the, the whole, the story is amazing. The documentary wasn't as amazing, but it, check it out. It's, it's, it's definitely better, better than real time. life. It's, if it's you an incredible are, story, if man. You're into true crime, definitely give the book a read or watch the documentary if you don't want to do it. Again, if you know and you're familiar with the story, you want to just do what Joe did, skip to episode six so you can get the final payoff. That's just as well. It is. It's self-indulgent as one far as six, documentary yeah, goes. One Very six, long, so. and it's so, probably just the simple fact that HBO pulled up to this the the lady that made it and said, "Here's a pile of cash," and she wanted to tell this story. And yeah, and, it, and it, it it's kind of the opposite of what we talked about last week with the mob documentary because I felt like the the mob documentary they didn't do enough. They didn't do enough, more. and this okay. one was like, "Is it over yet? Is right. it done?" I yeah. watched it with my wife, and she like looked at it and goes, "All right, are we done with this?" So, what is the next week's homework assignment for uh, me to watch? Well, I I guess it's my turn now. So, um, well, there's disclaimer. Well, there's a little controversy because someone felt like he, his his turn got taken. But again, in a democracy, if you don't vote, you don't get to complain. <laughs> okay, it's all right. I'm uh, I'm I'm over. He's it now. already ready for his next pick. All so right. it's my turn uh, next week, and I am a big fan of the show Narcos on Netflix. Okay, um, and there was a documentary they just put out on Amazon Prime called The Last Narc, and it involves all of the players in the Kiki Camarena uh, murder and kidnapping. It and the some of the state narc? police oh dude it's unbelievable I, start, I stayed up till like 10 30 last narc last narc okay four right. episodes okay. real quick right. it'll in. get you in i mean I'm from in. the get-go you want to yeah, twist I like those. this oh, really? will grab you by the cojones and I you ain't gonna that. be a let go but i love the cojone grab the crazy story <laughs> so um you know uh, all those victims from the uh East Area Rapist, our heart goes out to you. Uh, Michelle McNamara, your family. Um, it's it's a horrific thing what happened. And obviously, uh, if you are dealing with any kind of stuff, seek help. That's really the message I want to get across, whether it's psychological or dependency, whatever it is. There is someone that can help you, Either, even if it's just calling us in the studio yeah, exactly. while we're here. Absolutely. We're here. Absolutely. Um, send us an email, message. You're not alone. You're never alone. And uh, guys, I'll see you next week. Dark Side of the Peace. That's the biggest mistake people can make is to feel like they're alone. You're right. And don't do that.